This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 90 Nation or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Keeping an objective eye on the NFC East. Well, and also making fun of the Cowboys. Well, thank you very much. It's The Beast, a Radio.com podcast about the enemies of the East. Hello again. Welcome into the Beast. And we've now gone through a quarter of the season, John Bartram. How about that, huh? Yeah. It's gone by so quickly. It has. And God, it's uh, it's messy. It is messy, sloppy, ugly. Kind of what we expected for the most part. Yeah. But obviously the Eagles have some issues. And I know you want to get into the Eagles some, uh, yeah, first. I so mean, let's do that. I know, this, I know it's the Beast. But like, listen, uh, what James and Ellie said on the postgame show, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, there's nothing wrong with killing the defense in overtime on the final drive. It's it's, it's disgusting. That was unacceptable. Mm-hmm. What's also unacceptable is the thing we're, we're not talking about right now. And I'm, I wanted to record this yesterday, but again, you know, life and things happen. Yeah. Uh, no one's talking about how bad this offense is performing in terms of putting up points. And that's what's that's what's driving me nuts about this whole thing. The defense didn't lose that game, Vince. They didn't. No, they did. They did at the end. They, they did in, in overtime in regulation. They played really solid defense, and for a team that struggles going away, they played fine. I'm going to say that again. The defense played fine. Well, yeah, and here's the other thing too: is that Titans team that we saw on Sunday was nothing like the other of previous it weeks. Wasn't nothing, which means that, and that's a new coaching staff. Yep. So it's a new head coach, new offensive coordinator. The entire staff, the entire th- the, the whole thing was new. That was like, I mean, that was a game that the Eagles were not prepared for, where the Titans have a couple of weeks worth of footage of what the Eagles have been looking like and what they've been doing. And and you're just, you're blindsided. It was a right hook out of nowhere. There's that. Uh, Matt LaFleur is getting more comfortable with the offense. The most important thing, which people completely ignore, well, this... This uh, this this Titans team just hadn't put up uh, over one one play over twenty yards. It's because Mar- Marcus Mariota can grip a football now, that's, and Blaine Gabbert's not playing. Those that's why yeah. Corey Davis is really fucking good, and he wasn't being he couldn't get a ball downfield because nobody could throw it to him downfield. He was getting yak after yak. That was they 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 kept everything in front of him. And if you're gonna put it on anybody. Put it on Schwartz because I'm done with the whole Jalen Mills has to cover the speed guy. I'm I'm tired of it. You have Corey Graham who is not even playing deep safety. He's not playing deep safety because he can't because he runs a four nine nine or whatever it is. He's old. He's slow. He's he's there as your linebacker to keep things in front of you. He's not there to provide help. And he didn't. He did not. He did not perform his job well. 
And no. that's the bigger part of this. They don't have any safety depth. The safety market is tr- garbage. And unfortunately, the magical dream of Earl Thomas broke his leg. So this is something that you're just going to have to deal with and adjust to. And you can't do that. I'm with everybody. But this is the other thing, too. Everyone in the NFL, I want everybody to hear this. Every single defense in the NFL plays off. All of them. All of them. I don't know why everybody thinks, you know what would solve the the big play issue? Having Jalen Mills play press. No! Yeah, no. You want him to get beat more? No! That's not the... It's it's about keeping the guys in front of you. And honestly, I thought Ronald Darby, after rewatching this thing three times played better than I thought he did initially. He's the one that's knocking out, you know, PBUs. I mean, do I like the Jalen finger wag after somebody drops a, a football when he's clearly burnt afterwards? No. Am I saying that Jalen Mills is the best corner in the world? No. No, he's not. He's a CB2. And guess what? He's still a good CB2. The problem for this game, and unfortunately it comes down to big, two big crucial plays one, when you have a turnover, Marcus Mariota Vince lays this thing into Avante Maddox's hands right before halftime, and they settle for a field goal. I know. A that field was goal. horrible. The, the clock management there was disgraceful. And and then towards the end, like, I'm, uh, listen, this is me coming off of re- recency bias and seeing Patrick Mahomes last night on Monday Night Football. Carson Wentz played phenomenally. I say all that because he did, and and this is, it feels uncomfortable for me to say it. Carson Wentz has to make a play there. Carson Wentz has to be the guy. And I know it's his second game back coming off of ACL, MCL, and, and I'm, I'm, I understand that. I'm just saying moving forward, if you're in these situations, don't throw the ball away to Jordan Matthews. Make a play. Roll out. Do something. You know, the field goal is going to be there. And also, Doug, stop. Stop it. Stop playing Josh Perkins. Stop it. Stop playing Jordan Matthews in the red zone. What are you doing? Alshon Jeffrey, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz. That's it. That's it. You know, they are going... Because who, who is the strong safety uh, for the Titans? At, uh, Baird? Yes. Gets trucked on the first target and catch from Dallas Goddard and moves him two yards. You know, just completely shucks him. The next play, it's a deep cross. He's there. He catches the football. You don't see him again. What's going on? Stop! Stop! You're you're you have Alshon Jeffrey. Your wide receiving core is depleted. You have a weapon there. Why aren't you using him? That's my biggest issue. Not anything else that the defense did. The defense held them to 20 points in regulation. That should have been enough, and they didn't get it done. Yeah. No. And here's the other thing too. It's like you have a lead, right? It's up 17 to three at one point in that game. And one of the things that made it so easy last year was when the offense had leads, the defense was able to capitalize. And the pass rush would unleash, and you'd get the sack fumbles, and you'd get the picks and all those different things. And and the defensive line, I mean, they're they're not getting there. And, and so there is some criticism to be had for the defensive yeah. line, too. But the offense is part of the equation throughout this whole season, right? Because the Titans' loss is something that we're questioning everything that we've seen over four weeks now. And the fact of the matter is the offense has not been consistently good. They haven't built up big leads, and the one time they did, they blew it. And so, like, keep your foot on the gas, you know? They just, they weren't able to consistently build drives. Doug, like you said, with the personnel has been incredibly questionable. Um, the the decision to run the ball on third and three at the end of the half it's made really no weird. sense whatsoever. He had a fourth down towards the end of regulation where he punted. It was fourth and four. That's not the Doug Peterson that I know. And, and you remember, like, Frank Reich, speaking of recency bias, this Sunday, uh, he 
he went for it. I think it was fourth and three, fourth and four. Now he didn't get it. It was a right. bad throw by luck. But the the soundness of the logic of going for it is there. You know, yeah. don't give Tennessee the ball. Look at Mike Vrabel. Well, same they, thing. That's what won. Yeah, they took the field goal punt. unit off the no, field. <laughs> or a field goal. Yeah, yeah they took them off the field. They called a timeout. They said, you know what? Maybe this isn't the right thing. They did the right thing. They went for it. I think it was fourth and two. They converted it. And then they went down the field and scored. Like, that kind of aggression is what you need to see. And that's what made this team so amazingly great. Fourth down conversion rates last year were yeah. through the roof. Like, third down conversion rates. They were just really good at that. And you're not seeing that. So there's a lot of things to look at for Doug. The offensive line has been horrible. That's been that, the biggest underperforming unit on the on the whole entire team. And that's five guys. And like, listen, it's okay to say it. Jason Peters did not play well. He no. didn't play well at all. And and he, who played worse? Lane Johnson. Your two best tackles, the best tandem quote in the league, has not played good. And that's the second game in a row that Lane Johnson's looked terrible. Vince, if I if I told you where does the Eagles offense rank after four weeks, where would you have put them? Oh, dude, way low. I mean, they're they're in like the bottom third of the league. They are. They're twenty sixth. They are twenty sixth in point scoring. Twenty sixth. Oh my god. And they're tenth in points allowed with the defense. That's that's how you're going to lose football games if you're in the bottom, if you're scoring so wait, as much you as you're holding. Did you say again real quick, the, those numbers there? They are 10th in the league in points allowed. They are 26th in points scored. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it is, I think they're averaging yeah, 20, 20 points, 20 points uh, given up on the defense and... Not much, like 21. So you're going to be in tight games. And guess what? They have been. And what's been keeping them in those games? The defense, not the offense. And you're going to go, John. Nick Foles was there for two weeks. I didn't hear that all preseason. I, I got shit for saying, yeah. hey, that's your that's your, your Super Bowl MVP. Well, you know, he didn't do his job either. He did not do his job. And honestly, here's the silver lining all this. And, 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 and <laughs> this is the spoonful of sugar. Carson Wentz is the guy. Like, all, all questions have been answered for oh, me after that. It's so he clear. Phenomenal. So you have that moving forward. I just hope everyone gets their head out of their ass. And, you know, I'm after today, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm moving on because the Vikings are, listen, is it 10 days rest? Yeah. Coming back to the scene of the crime? <laughs> just lost a tough one. Yeah. And they've been losing. They're desperate. They're 1-2-1. One, and one. Yeah, 1-2-1. One, and one. Cousins knows this team pretty well, so... It's going to be a fun week. I think we should do something, though. Like, we should have, we should, maybe on Saturday, we'll we'll kind of do a uh, a tweet-by-tweet, tweet maybe, on the Go Birds uh, Twitter page, where we just kind of replay everything, like, in real time. <laughs> like, hey, guys, you know, because we have all those clips from there. I think that might be a fun idea. That would be a great idea, and you can find that at Go Birds Pod. Yeah. I would assume you'd be doing that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that up on Saturday. All right, so John will get that done. now. As long as I'm not making out with a horse or something weird. Oh, you know? Well, you and me both. <laughs> now, all right, so uh, let's get into the division a little bit here, because... Um, yeah, some things are going to make us happy now. Yeah, like you got to look at some of the things that went on. And, and talking about a game where you had an opportunity to win and you blew it. The Giants blew it. <laughs> I mean, they had chances there. They uh, they stopped the Saints on fourth down, down eight points, having just scored a touchdown. Like, they were in pretty good shape. But you had a pass interference call on the play. The Saints keep the ball. They end up driving the rest of the way down the field when they should have gotten it with like... 
I don't know, 345 or 230, something like that. A good enough amount of time. And they end up losing the game. So now the Giants, one in three, and they're just, they're completely directionless over there. Yeah. And I, I want to get into their defense in, in, in a second, but somebody cut up finally all of uh, OBJ's targets that are 16 plus yards thrown from Eli Manning. Yeah. They're all over the place. They're all over the place. There's some that are like for first downs. There's three like would be touchdowns that aren't there. Um, again, I am enjoying the dead body that they put at quarterback and drafting Saquon Barkley. 44 yards in this game, by the way. Congratulations to them on doing so. And again, it's not a shot at Saquon, but this is the same thing that you're going to see week in and week out. And it's funny, too, because Drew Brees didn't have a typical Drew Brees game. Michael Thomas, they all contained him. The Giants yeah. defense in the secondary in their game plan. Landon Collins was amazing. Oh, great. He was ridiculously good Parks. in that game. Yeah, no, <laughs> Landon Collins was the truth in that game. So. Yeah, he was he was all over it. He was covering tight ends. He was covering uh, Sterling Shepard. He had a couple breakups there, too. Like, their game plan in the secondary really worked. Really, really worked. Yeah. However, Vince, there's a guy named Alvin Kamara. <laughs> and... He just said, here you go, and torched him. That's what that's what won them the football game. Yeah, Alvin Kamara is going to do that. And so now with the Giants being 1-3 in three, and a game that they had a chance to win, probably shouldn't have won anyway. No. Like that, No one expected them to win or, or even be close. So the fact that they were close uh, is, is something. But now it's getting to the point, like I checked the New York Post after the game just to see what was going on. And already, John, we're seeing articles written about Pat Shermer. People questioning the hire. And you know what? <laughs> I'm with him. I've been with him from the start. Listen, I called him an orthodontist two weeks ago. Nothing's (laughs) changed. That's all he is. He just, he comes in, he comes in, he likes to brush everybody's teeth. He likes to make sure everybody's bed's made and then just like, okay, guys, let's, let's go play some football and we're going to run these really bad plays. Like, this is what I'm saying. Pat Shermer was never good and somehow by the magic and grace of God, he lands with the Minnesota Vikings. He gets that title. They have a lot of success on offense with Case Keenum. And he goes, wow, if you can do that with Case Keenum. And no one really pays attention to the rest of the stuff that's happening. They just go, well, clearly he did that. Those are the Giants and Dave Gettleman go, man, what a what a great opportunity that he can get back with Eli Manning. And, you know, it certainly won't be a Ben McAdoo offense. And it's a Ben McAdoo offense. That's all it is. It's the same thing. And uh, it's not going to change. I declared them dead. They are dead. Fantastic, you know. Uh, yeah. good, good luck on on uh, missing out on a really good quarterback class. We appreciate that. Yeah, the Giants are going to be screwed, and it gets to the point where you wonder if it gets this bad at the end of the year. I mean, God, they might win at the most like four games. Yeah, yeah, it's it there because there's no answers. Like I don't understand. Uh, Warren Sharp ported this out on on Twitter. Congratulations on on having third and short as opposed to third and long because you get to keep Saquon in there for 4 yards like they're not helping him at all they're not they're not doing anything there's nothing that they did imagine this again you're drafting second overall and you are 1 and 3 coming into the season 4 games later with a new head coach a new shiny toy supposedly a new offensive lineman like they are and that's not working i think Pat Sherman's going to get fired he might you know, like, and then he'll be the scapegoat of it and get him and keep his job. They'll find somebody else. And then, like, if here's what I want everybody to do. If you can, just go, like, as Vince always tells you, go to the YouTube page, go to the NFL page, look at the Arizona Cardinals highlights. Look at Josh Rosen. Wow. You done fucked up. <laughs> Real bad. I mean, that could, uh, that always made sense to me, Josh Rosen being in yeah. New York. They would have loved him there. And, uh, 
And here we are. Even with Josh Allen looking bad, because he was bad again this week. Yeah. Uh, you know, and people were like, oh, Vince, oh, you trash Josh Allen. And like, he was good against Minnesota. Just one, wait. one, he wasn't good against yeah. Minnesota. He had some interesting plays, but he wasn't good. And, and then he was bad again against the Packers. They got shut out. And even that, even Josh Allen, like the those rare, exciting moments would be better than than having Saquon and Eli. Like, I, it's just, yeah, you got to have something to try to develop. And if Allen was there, like maybe it'd be a little bit better because you'd have some pieces around him. I don't know. But either way, like it, well, it I, looks really bad I, for the Giants. I get the same thing from Mitchell Trubisky because like, oh, did you see him? And like, yeah. Yeah, relax, dude. I, I'm Team let's, Trubisky. Let's. I'm not killing you yet because <laughs> I, I know. It's, come and see me for a while. Also, I'm just going to keep pointing to Patrick Mahomes every time because that could have been you, Chicago. So, yeah. yeah. And, and even though, like, for Trubisky, just real quick on this, like, yeah. he's been successful in the last game. And in that one game, they had talked about simplifying the offense and before that, which they did. And that's like, that's fine that they're successful now, but that's going to present problems. And ultimately, it shows you that Trubisky has a bit of a ceiling. So, oh. like, it, it is what it is. But l- let's go on. Speaking one, of ceilings, John. One quick note on Chicago. Okay. And I'm sure James will get into it on Thursday. Sell Jordan Howard immediately. You know, see how many points that they put up, and he was not involved at all. I knew it. I knew this was going to happen. This yeah. was this. All right. Uh, well, well. Yeah. How about this? Easter egg it. We'll Easter egg. Easter egg it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I have a great. For the I, I have a Jordan Howard take. Okay. We'll good. To. But uh, let's talk about Dallas. All right. Yeah. Because speaking about ceilings, I think Dallas in that Detroit win showed you everything about who they are and what they're going to be. Because what happened in that game was uh, I saw an offensive line that dominated. I saw Demarcus Lawrence in a defensive line that got a lot of pressure against a really crappy Lions offensive line. And by being able to control the line of scrimmage on both sides, they were able to limit Detroit enough. Uh, the, the defense didn't look horrible. They looked actually... The defense looked really good. Yeah, they, they they looked surprisingly good. The secondary has some good pieces there. And so uh, when you had the running game, when you had the defense shutting them down, Dallas looked competent. But the thing is, is it sustainable? And it, and it is, but only in situations where they're going to clearly be able to win the battle in the trenches. And I just don't think that's realistic. Yeah, and they wanted to get like, that's the thing, too, is just not only with the defense, but the offensive line kind of snapped back to its normal self. They looked really good. Uh, starting in goal for the Flyers, Leighton Vander Esch, uh, they're, you know, the guy that's they were drafted and replaced. He had a really good game. Um, and I know that, uh, you know, way better than than Jalen Smith and the rest of that crew. Like he was, I was, uh, I was really suspect through him in the draft process. Um, uh, but he's so far, he's kind of checking those boxes and, you know, this is the thing too. And this is always what I see, especially regarding that, like, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe we overreacted towards the Dallas Cowboys and maybe we're just being a little too crazy. I mean, Oh God, we thought about replacing Dak Prescott and, you know, and the and the lines now are well. He's not going to throw you 400 yards. No shit, he's not going to throw you 400 no. yards. No, he went for 255 in this game, and that was his best game of the year. And I don't know the last time he threw over 200 yards. I'm a, that's a that's all a season he had. I don't think before that. Oh I think no, it was like no, 170, 166, 160. Yeah, and so that's his that's his third and fourth touchdown pass of the season. <laughs> My God, <laughs> I'm like okay, I and. And again, they went back to the old formulas. Ezekiel Elliott, we're just going to hand you the ball. He had a really big game. Also, just just so everybody's aware, it's Detroit. 
Okay, you know, like they yep. haven't had exactly the greatest start to the season with Matt Patricia. This is a close game, though. I mean, they won in a walk-off field goal, and um, and, and that's why I just go, okay, you know, and whatever. It's 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 the NFL. It's any given Sunday. Games are usually usually going to be pretty close or high scoring or whatever. And it's going to go down to the wire. But um, the main thing that stuck out to me, and this is the only thing that makes me nervous, uh, Byron Jones is. Fucking amazing. Switching and, him out of safety was a good I, move. I hoped that they never did switch him back to safety because all of the stuff that was the Nelson Aguilar year, I wanted him so badly. And I thought Nelson was like, ah, whatever. Uh, both of those things have changed my mind, obviously. But mm-hmm. man, Byron Jones is fucking good. Yeah. And Awuzie uh, looks good. Awuzie looks good. That whole secondary starting to, to, to kind of well, put it together. So they'll, they'll be a lot tougher than. Than defense is passed when you're just used to like, yeah, okay, the only reason why why they're good anyway is because they're sustaining their offensive drives and they aren't on the field. It's somewhat still true in this game, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 still not overly scared of of anything that's happening. I'm not going to let an Eagles loss affect my outlook on the division. And just like you were saying, Vince, this is it's going to be an up and down Dallas team. The Giants are done. Washington is. I don't know. How did you describe them again? You had a tweet that earlier this week. I was like, yeah, that's about right. Oh, yeah. Washington is a fun night of drinking alone. Alone. <laughs> alone. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> like, yeah, like, oh, this is good. I got a, I got a 16-ounce PBR. This is going to be a great night. Yeah, just like, me and my TV, and I'm gonna get wasted watching the Own Network or whatever. Yeah. The Own Network. Yeah. Listen, man, if you guys aren't on Love Is, uh, I don't, you know, you're no friend of mine. That's I have no idea what that is. Check it but out. Yeah, uh, I probably won't. Now, let's, <laughs> I will say one last quick note with Dallas, and then we'll move on here to Washington for a second. Is uh, Dallas? They did change the offense a little bit. I mean, they got crushed. There was a Robert yes. Mays piece that rightfully just shat all over God Dallas and what they. Mays. Doing, yeah. I know it was just a, it was a great article, and you saw more play action. You saw some motions like jet sweeps and things like they did actual modern offense things, and they still didn't look great. Yeah. But the passing game was better. But the receivers still stink, and Dak is is still incredibly limited. And so I don't I don't take too much from that, but it is a step forward for them. And so you know, well, and with the receivers, real quick too, that the the Cowboys had said like, hey, we're not going to rotate our guys as much, which they were you know. After saying that, hey, Tavon Austin's going to be this, this crazy <laughs> Did you weapon. See when Jerry Jones was like, "Yeah, we see what the Rams are doing. They had Tavon Austin. We have Tavon Austin now. It's the same thing. Same yeah. thing." <laughs> well, yeah. and that also, was great. And I and I take issue also. I don't know. Speaking of the Rams, did you see Peter Schrager's take on the Rams' wide receiving core might be the best in the league? And maybe of all time, I was like, "Of all no, time, you just why did you, you do? You just what? went to the th- you." I was kind of with you. There. I was like, "Oh yeah, you can make the argument." And then all of a sudden, of all time, all right, Jerry Rice and and, and Taylor to kind of eliminate that to me in in five seconds. And yeah, sure I mean, even if even you were, the Steelers from the, the the couple of years past had a phenomenal wide receiver. You can even look at like also even that Patriots team, the the 07 team with Randy oh, Moss yeah. and Wes Welker that's, and Gronk yeah, and whatever the hell else was on that yeah. team. Like that's that's two of the best players ever to play their position and, and Welker. Go great home, in his own right. So Go yeah, home, that's that's a hell of a take. Uh, but for for the Cowboys, uh, let's see who are they going to be playing. They're going to be playing the Texans. That's going to be a Sunday night game. Texans are one and three. That's a that's a pretty good barometer of like bad struggling teams. And it'll, yes. it'll be curious to see where that goes. Uh, Giants, by the way, are going to be playing 
playing the Panthers, who are off a bye and are uh, two and one that's as be well. A, that's going to be death for the Giants. <laughs> that's going to be really bad. I think it's going to be a really bad game for yeah. them too. They strangled Dallas, and it's not going to be any better for them. Now yeah. let's go to Washington, who at, at two and one, they probably got, still did something wrong, right? Because even though they, they just had a bye, they. Dan Snyder didn't get arrested or anything. He didn't stumble into a Johnny Rockets and say, "I used to own this," you know. <laughs> well, he didn't. He didn't get a. He probably did that, but oh, okay. it's so commonplace they don't even report it That's, anymore. That makes sense. Um, but he, here's what happened: is that they do have a thing going on with cheerleaders where they have to change their whole policy now because they're like they, they've done disgusting things. Like they basically tried to whore their cheerleaders out wow, to, I am, I am to special members. Oh, wait, I know. Not. Uh, I know. It was really embarrassing, and you can find the piece. At, I think at the Washington Post or the New York yeah. Times. But go. Hey, come go on. Look that up. It's it worth came out in the offseason, right? Or just yeah. before the season It started? came out in the offseason, and now they're finally instituting changes, which could Man. include like having some kids on the team or whatever, which that's going to go well. Yeah, that's um, great. So Washington, I mean, off the field, it's always a circus for them. They're always going to have issues. But uh, on the field, they end up getting first place by not playing thanks to the Eagles hey. losing. So, yeah, Congratulations that's, them. That, that's again, uh, a night of drinking alone. You know, like that's that's Washington. We did it. Yeah, we, we, we stayed still and we won. So, yeah, I mean, great, fellas. But them, they're going to have a Monday night game against the Saints. And based on what we saw from the Saints against the Giants, John, like that is a winnable game for Washington. Oh, with the, yeah, for, definitely is. Um, again, it's so weird because I feel... I feel great anytime the Saints play anybody because and and for the most part Washington's kind of in that too. They have that up and down defense of like how, who's going to come out and play, but they don't have anybody that can cover Malcolm Tom or uh, Michael Thomas. It's it so <laughs> you hear that? That's me rubbing, <laughs> rubbing my hands together because I I'm I'm ready to see firepower. I think it goes right back to the passing game. It's where you should attack these guys the most. And um, yeah, I, it's. It's amazing because I there's a possibility that all four NFC East teams could lose this week, which is which would be a a, a very interesting discussion. Although it, I mean it's, yeah. it is Houston, I don't I don't think that's that's kind of possible for the Giants to go right. right? You well, said that's where they're taking uh, against? that's going to be the Cowboys playing. Oh, the, Cowboys the, playing the Texans. Yeah, right, it's a, it's a nice I, Texas battle. I forgot that they already played Carolina, so I should have flipped that in my head. So I take that back. The, Dallas probably won't lose that game. But if they do, yeah, which uh, they maybe I don't know. Houston is just such a disaster right now; yeah. they're a complete mess. But uh, <laughs> let's go to one. Uh, since we're going to talk about the NFC now, we, yes. I want to talk a little bit about the state of the NFC at this point because we are a quarter way through the season. We you are. Know? So uh, first, let me start with my Jordan Howard take, All and, right. and yes, I'll, I'll lead this into another fine take for you. So one is that uh, Jordan Howard sucks. And he was in a system <laughs> that totally facilitated his abilities, which were yeah. literally, we're going to pull the guard to one side of the field. You are going to run behind that guard. And that's all we do. I mean, if it wasn't a run between the center and the guard, he he just wasn't that good. He's He can't change direction whatsoever. And like he had the fact that he's had some great seasons. Hey, good for him. But long term, I think going with Cohen and giving him more time is, is the better move for them. Mark Tressman, huh? Mark Tressman made Jordan Howard. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah, you had to do something, right? Uh, John Fox, I guess. Well, I yeah, John remember. Fox, yeah. yeah, John Fox. Cause, you know, just be like, all right, here goes Josh sitting on a pole, and, and that's it. Like, yeah. that, And that's why the Eagles just beat the crap out of them. Like, Jordan Howard had like five yards rushing in that game. I yeah. mean, it was embarrassing because he can't, if he has to move direction even a little bit, he's just not there. He's good going downhill, and he has to be like straight down, like downhill skiing on a straight line downhill. You know, so I, I think Jordan Howard sucks. And again, just like Thomas Rawls, 
Bills, and just like everybody else, when everybody wants to make the argument, because I'm a, even though I'm going to kill the Giants for Saquon and all that, the moment that uh, where where is everybody pointing to uh, to uh, to Jordan Howard again? Because he was another staple of this. Is why you don't draft running backs in the first round? Okay, well he sucks. Yeah, <laughs> he got one game. The Christine Michaels, everybody that points to, it, and then they they all seem to disappear. Those guys. Well, Seattle is also just a black hole for running backs. Well, I know, and, but just any, anybody. It's just like I can't. It's it's uh it's the kid in uh, in Denver right now. Even though they're oh, Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. Oh, they got him for free. Look at him going. Give it another year. Let's yeah. see if he's around again. Yeah, well, we'll see where that goes with him. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Oliver is another name that comes to mind. Yeah. Who had a good short stretch with the Chargers a couple years ago. What, but, do, you, oh, oh, what do you think of the Bears though? Well, because we kind of went into like this. I'm 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 not. I'm still not buying it. I'm still not buying a three and one. See, take number two, John. Bears are the second best team in the oh NFC right my now. God, they're no, the second, they're not. They're the second best team in the NFC right now. What? Yes, they you're are. You're going Rams then Bears? Yeah. I, who else? Who's better than the Bears right now? Right now, today. Who's Saints, better? Saints are better than the Bears. Are they? Yes. I the I Saints have a hard time believing it. The Saints, man, they are I'll shaky. Even, I'll even say that the Packers are probably better than could be better than the Bears. I'm not. I'm not there yet. No way. Rodgers is. It looks really incredibly frustrated. Um, he he's, looks better coming off the injury. I saw him running around a little bit against the Bills, and he looked far better than he did the week before that. But uh, I don't see it clicking quite yet from the Packers. And I think they can take the division down the line. But right now, if I'm ranking things, I mean, the Bears are right up there. They're they're in my top five in the league right now. Have to be their their defense. Alone kind of makes me want to do that. And look, they're yeah. number, they're number one in DVOA, like the, by by a, a pretty clear margin. And uh, man, you know, may, maybe I got to think about this a little bit because it just depends. Like that, I'm not going to be sold until Mitchell Trubisky gives us that almost every single week. Not five touchdowns or whatever he threw, but uh, oh come on, you don't expect that every week. <laughs> I mean, I do. I'm a, I'm a Mitch guy, but that's that's just me. I. If he can consistently give you two or three touchdowns a week and not throw any interceptions and actually make plays on his own, then then I'll start to say that. I don't think they're the second best team in the NFC yet. Yeah, see, I, I put them there. And mainly it's the Nagy factor, like all the talent they have there, Allen Robinson and Trey Burton and Taylor Gabriel, it, it, Tariq Cohen, it's, it's working. Like they're, they're just, even when Trubisky's making mistakes, they've been competitive. Like that, that yeah. Green Bay game, I mean, my God, they should have won that game. Like yeah. they really <laughs> should have. And, uh, and they blew it. They took their foot off the gas. First time head coach, new team. I, I don't know. Whatever. They blew it. Yeah. And so they very could have easily been 4-0. And so I, I just love the Bears right now. Now, watching Khalil Mack, isn't it just he's like, amazing, and dude. here's the thing, I, I feel bad for Fletcher Cox because he's having an amazing season, but he's not going to win Defensive Player of the Year. He has no shot because the Khalil Mack narrative to Spl- go with how plays. he's playing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just that everybody wants, like, you watch the Raiders lose and Gruden keeps saying, oh, I don't know what's going on. We don't have a pass rush all of a sudden. <laughs> it's like, duh, you idiot. Yes. And so uh, when you see Mack out there killing it for the Bears, it just makes it that much better and uh and so you know max going to be getting a lot of attention and the bears oh, yeah. are going right, to be getting right a lot of so. attention rightfully yeah. so here's fu- here's what's funny because i i haven't i didn't check the dvoa uh standings in a while mm-hmm. you know where the eagles are in dvoa oh god is there like a 35th no <laughs> seventh what they're seventh seventh when we're so again when you're criticizing the eagles defense they are uh just above the rams okay and just defense, above the jaguars yeah. 
And uh, I just, I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, take that's, it easy. That's a good note. All right, <laughs> I, I respect that. So, so, well, let's let's talk about the rest of the NFC still because we had so many expectations of how good the conference was going to be going into this year. Yeah, and uh, right now, I think it looks incredibly beatable. Even with the Eagles looking this bad right now, look at all the other competitors. Right, Minnesota does not look good. They had, they had a good yeah. game against the Rams, but like they still lost, and they're in desperation mode, and, and rightfully so. So this is a huge game for them. This is a huge game for the Eagles, who don't look great. The Saints, their defense is incredibly beatable, um, and, and well, they almost threw this. away a game to the Giants. I'm going to say this, Vince. Yeah. I, all, you're doing, all we're doing right now, because look at what you did. You said the Bears are the second best team in the NFC, right? Yeah. No one expected that going into the preseason, correct? No, none. They were not mentioned in the juggernaut of the NFC, No, right? they were like the dark horse. They were like them and the 49ers were that same tier and obviously they're out of the picture so all the vikings and bears did was play tech that's it that's that's all that switched at least to me i do think the saints are listen the defense is is out of control but that offense is still humming uh they're really a tough out the panthers are 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 what they are and they're a tough out you know the buccaneers see we told everybody you know relax two and oh and a hot start and all this yeah let's see them come around you know whatever i don't know what james but that was that was a terrible game that they had it was one of the worst I've ever seen when they went up against the Bears. Yeah, the Falcons, you can stick a fork in them. The 49ers now because of C.J. Beathard, although played decently. Yeah, Superstar. I mean, I mean maybe, it's, you're, maybe you're right. Maybe it is a little more wide open than we thought. And I don't think we'd be saying that if we weren't looking at the Eagles. I think if you're a Dallas fan, I think if you're a Washington fan, you've got a lot of questions and going like, I don't know, man. But with this Eagles team, you're right. With the silver linings, beatable. Yeah, the whole thing looks beatable. They've got time to get it together. They're getting healthier as the season is going on, which is a rarity. So, I mean, they're they're in a pretty good situation as as far as the conference goes, and I'm not freaking out about it. Now, with that, uh, let's go into the top five here. So, one, I mean, God, if it's not the Rams, we're crazy. (laughs) Like, don't, if we didn't pick the Rams, stop listening to this show. It's that ridiculous. 140 points for 67 against. That's a ridiculous (laughs) offense. I think that's the that's got to be tops, and it almost we're almost oh the Chiefs oh, have one forty five between them. Okay, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, and the Chiefs. Oh man, I got to put them up there. So uh, let's see. I, I I can't believe I almost did that because they came back last week. Mm-hmm. You got to give it to last the Chiefs. Night, in fact, or, yeah. yeah, last night. So the Chiefs come in at number two. Now number three, I. We took them off, and, or, and I wanted, to, or I wanted to take them off, but I can't do it because they got the, the. As soon as the bandwagon built up, it just started. Like people were starting to talk about, like, hey, should we get on a Dolphins bandwagon now? Is this going to be a thing? <laughs> and I was me. there. I was, yeah, I was there. I was like, hey, they're fun. They look great. And what happens? Oh my God! Splat! They got yeah. killed. Killed you, thirty-eight to seven, John. Yeah, that was really thirty-eight bad. to seven. That was like, this is Miami's chance. They're going to take the lead, four-zero in the division, and the division game against the. Pats is going to be awesome, and they're like, nope, not even a little bit. So I went against my own advice. I said, you know what? I, I hate all the people that say the Patriots are done and dead, and um, I finally said, you know what? But this is actually the time, and uh, they proved me wrong again. So. Yeah, yeah. so the, the Dolphins continue to suck. Um, so it, great for them. They had a chance to be on the top five, but instead we'll put the pass still at Still in the lead in the division, however. <laughs> yeah, still the lead in the division as much as their bodies and souls are broken. Now, yeah. uh, number four, I'm giving it to the Chicago Bears right now. Okay, I, I mean I'm not going to argue with you. I, yeah, I think that's. I, I mean, I would, in spite of Jordan Howard, by the way, I would I would actually consider still putting. I'm trying to look at I you know I, it, 
I think it might be start the time to talk about the Bengals. You know, in, the Bengals. In, in, See, in that's the that. new. That's my new bandwagon. I oh, was like, it? yeah, I was thinking. I was like, you know, the Dolphins. Like the Dolphins are still. I, I'm not totally done with the Dolphins. I think they can make the playoffs still. But uh, the Bengals are like low key good. You yeah. know, they they that Ravens win on Monday Night Football to start the year, which everybody thought was a joke and and going to be a bad matchup. Uh-huh. Turned out that the Ravens, Ravens are solid are as well. So with the Ravens, like that was a tough divisional game that they came out of and the offense looks way better. A.J. Green, like, you know how it's always a carousel with the top receivers in yes. the league of who's going to have the most yards and whatever outside of Antonio? Like, uh, this is A.J. Green's year, it looks like. I mean, they're just healthy. Dalton is just slinging the ball, and uh, and and Green's been excellent. That offense has been great, even without Joe Mixon, who's a really good player. So, like... Bill Lazor. You know, and that's the difference between uh, Atlanta and Julio Jones scoring touchdowns and <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Bengals and A.J. Green scoring touchdowns. That's That's it. Yeah. your offensive coordinator sucks. Yeah, so let, let's do this. Let's go to number five. And, and I, I said this last week. We, it was going to be a playing game to see who keeps number five. It was a tie. It was the Eagles and the Titans, and I'm giving it to the Titans. Like, they they are right no now. No way, man. The Ravens got to be in there somewhere. Dude, the Ravens have to be on the top no, five. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not giving it to the Titans. No that way. Was, that was such an impressive win by them because oh, the way that they dominated the Eagles' offensive the moment, line, they, they threw deep balls down the field. Like, they, they were doing all the things that you want to see from a legitimate offense. And Mariota looked great. You know, it's just like, it just, it came together in a way where you pair that with the coaching. And I'm looking at this now, and they're a totally different team than what they were three weeks ago. And so I, I it's hard for me to not put the Titans in the top five. They're not, they're not yeah. sexy in any way, but damn it, they're good. Hard disagree. Hard disagree. Ravens have to be there. I mean, you have a defense that's finally playing back to what that entire franchise was built upon. And you've got one pissed off. Joe Flacco, and he's playing really well. That is an angry bird. I am. Uh, I'm. The Ravens are number five. All right. How about this? Maybe we'll put a. Let, let's put a poll out. All right. So Ravens or Titans? I'm going to put a poll out, and uh, I'll tag John. Maybe we retweet it from the Go Birds account. I don't know. Synergy, baby. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll have you decide. Who would you rather have at five? And it's probably going to be Ravens out of Titans spite. But hey, you got to respect a <laughs> team when they play well, man. And the Titans played really well. So uh, I've got them in the five. John, it's time to burn some tape. Let's burn some tape. And uh, I think that. Man, this is, it was kind of hard to find the tape burn other than like, you know, I, I was I was thinking about the Bills because it was 22 to nothing, but that was a pretty pouring uh, 22 to nothing. Um, I don't know. Did anything really stand out for you in terms of, uh, of, of burning the tape this week? Because I, I, the Browns and Ravens, there's probably some ref tape that you want to burn in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of leaning towards that, but I thought that was kind of a cop out. Um, I, I don't think. It it belongs to anybody else though, other than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, well, that was that was pretty bad. That was, that was Ryan Fitzpatrick crashing and burning in a way that we all thought would eventually happen. Like he he had that he teased us with the Steelers, and then he goes on that magical late comeback to make it interesting. But yeah, it's it is over and done with in Tampa. Why would you say that he has a short leash and then? Like, what, 15 throws he got in there? And it is the best defense in the NFL, according to a bunch of different metrics and all that. I just, why would you say that going into the league? Well, you know, we kind of don't believe in Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I'm ready to pull him at any point in time after that Steelers game. <laughs> just going, God, okay, well, uh, I guess. And now it's now it's James Winston's show, and... um. I um I, <laughs> yeah. I think this uh, there was a nice little flash in the pan and now we're going to see the buccaneers do what they do and Dirk will get fired and it'll be fun
Yeah, no, we're definitely going to be talking about that as yeah. the season wraps up. So, uh, closing thoughts, John Barchard. Closing thoughts are: I know that it's uh, it's always kind of a, a crazy uh, part to the season in in four weeks, where we're all just trying to scramble a little bit and look for answers, especially after a devastating loss. And I don't know, like I, I I've gotten over this pretty pretty easily. Like you're just looking at being like, all right, we know uh, we know that the struggles are in here. We know what's what uh, what is it to, that this team needs to do? And honestly, it's just it's just Doug kind of pulling his head out of his butt for a little bit. And I'm, I think this team will be fine. Carson Wentz is is amazing, and I'm so glad that he's wearing an Eagles uniform. Yeah, no, I, I've I've said this throughout the show, and I gotta say it again. I'm going to continue to reinforce this. Uh, it, this Titans loss, it, it one it, the team was just it was not anything they had seen before. It was it was hard to predict that that was going to be what you would see against the Titans. And the other thing is that I think, we, again, I just put them in my top five. When yeah. we look back on this game, when we get to the end of the season and we're counting why is it that the Eagles are wherever spot they are in the rankings, whether you know they make the playoffs or they're the one seed or what. But when we look back and say, well, the, like Tampa Bay, we're probably going to say that's a game you blew. But I think we're going to look back at this Titans game and say, you know what? They were a far better team than we realized. And like so that. that's, yeah. that's a tough loss, but it's a good team. They made the playoffs last year. They got significantly better with coaching, with talent. And so uh, it, it was just a tough loss. And you know what? It sucks. But it, it was just a, you got to give it to them for playing a good game. And for the Eagles, it's good to continue these reality checks. I mean, they just need a lot of work. And this is when you get it done. Patriots are two and two as well. So yep. breathe a little bit. Well, everything's going to be fine. That's the big part of it, too. It's just like they're in that category now, y'all. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be how they finish. And just like the Patriots, just like the Steelers, just like everybody else, it's going to be how they finish. Yeah, so go take care of Minnesota, and uh, and they'll be just fine. So for John Barchard, I'm Vince Quinn. Uh, stay out of fights on Walnut Street. Cause well, <laughs> stay tuned for that. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that'll be coming up. Don't go anywhere, and we'll talk to you next week. Let's see here, I guess. Ooh, can I tell you about my fight? Oh, yeah, you got in a fight. <laughs> I didn't get in a fight. Well, you were... Oh, I'm I'm walking out of 94 WIP. I'm minding my lonesome. I'm actually watching last week tonight with John Oliver on my phone, which is probably not a good thing to do at 2.30 in the morning. Wasn't Gritty in that episode? Yeah, he was. Oh, my God, I got twice. Yeah, Gritty that's, was in there twice. That's the best show like, ever anyway. He was kind of like, what the F is this? And then, uh, well, I'll... I'll, I'll yeah, I, I, I imagine he does a great job. There's a, there's a nice little uh, nugget on the end. Good. So I'm walking home, and then all of a sudden, 13th and Walnut, the hotbed on a Monday night of drinking, apparently, <laughs> there is this redneckish looking woman who's got like... It's she looks like an alien because she's got four of regular teeth that are sticking out sideways. Oh, and then the other four that are missing, but they're clear and they have braces on. Like it was like the I'm so, going to come in there, kick your ass like that type of I was going, what is what is happening here? This I just hear screaming. This girl is screaming ah! at the top of her lungs. And I see hair getting pulled and all this other shit. I'm going what the hell? And I so, so I go into full fucking Rambo mode of, break it up, you know, like I'm running down towards it. And I just the things that were coming out of these people's mouths were so crazy. Like the 
the daughter, this is a mother-daughter, I guess, that was, but they didn't look anything alike. Oh, yeah, and then this is la- hot. Later, I found out that it's, they're, they're not related or, or anything. I don't know. <laughs> they're like, she's, she, she's not my real mom. And I'm going, well, why are, you, why are you hanging out in the city drinking? I'm like, where do you live? She goes, Kensington. And I go, fine. Get in the fucking cab. Get I the mean, fuck out of here. And I just, and, and ran. And then I don't know where, but th- then the other one was like, well, I live in Bucks County. I'm like, I don't care. You're weird. Get out of here. <laughs> It was like the if you walked into the worst part of Levittown, like that's this woman or whatever, you're going like, holy shit. It was just surreal. And then I chased the mouse out of the house this morning. Dude, I, I missed the, the train. I, this is, it's been a weird 12 hours. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It, and you want to get real weird? Yeah, let's get real weird. All right. Uh, just that's not my hand. <laughs>